Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Well, 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 it's another episode of Small Doses, and I look like a genie. Uh, <laughs> my man said I look like a fairy this morning. I was like, I feel like it's more genie. Yes, yes. I'm a genie and I'm a hot baby. <laughs> Wait, that was that was a Britney. That Spears. was Britney that was doing. So Britney yeah, that doing was Britney Christina. doing Christina. What would Christina? <laughs> oh, uh, ooh, see. Come around me It's more. It's uh, more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Ooh, that was terrible. But it's yeah, there. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. There that's we go. where it is, right? Yeah, that's hard. I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. Come and rub me in the right way, honey. Now you sound like a country singer. Oh, honey. Right, because I get, huh, that was a little flat. But vocalist in the building. Like, ooh, you sound like, mm -hmm. y'all, this is Duran Bernard. Hello there. You know, today's episode, Side Effects of Daring to Be Different. So we were really like, okay, we want to make sure that we talk about music because you are a musician, but we also want to make sure that we also acknowledge the fact that like, even if you're daring to be different in your music, that doesn't come just from like the inciting incident is not music. Like mm -hmm. if you're daring to be different, you don't, you've been daring to be different. Mm -hmm. And then the music just becomes another place where you can be that. Yeah. Am I correct in my assertion? Oh, listen, I'm with you when you're right. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. Because I feel like someone like you, who is so unique in like your presentation, you just see? like, you know, in your thoughtfulness around your craft, like, how were you as a kid? <laughs> see? <laughs> <sighs> and I'm very in touch with my inner child as well. I mean, I was going to say, when you laughed just now, like, I literally saw, like, I know exactly what yes. you look like as a kid. I know yes. exactly how you acted. Absolutely. But the people don't. Yeah. So. First Wait, side note. Do you have a seahorse tattoo? Yes. <gasps> the people who are true Amanda Seals fans know that I really, I fuck with seahorses. Yeah. Heavy. That's one of my spirit animals. Because, you know, they're the only male species that give birth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, they literally, like, hold and release. Yeah. No, like, by the hundreds. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. And you give birth with your creativity. Absolutely. Mm. So... First and foremost, both of my parents are musicians. Okay. They both sing and play instruments. Okay. I was an only child. <laughs> Shout out to the only child. Listen, that OCS. And All then the attention. Also, and then, right. And then also, I was homeschooled. Interessante. Yeah. So my mom had been teaching music in public school, like, fresh out of college. Mm -hmm. And she had me when she was 41. Oh, wow. Okay. So she had had a good 20 years of seeing that. And she said, mm, nah, I'm keeping this one at home. Okay. And so my learning environment was custom made for every level that I was at. And for me as, a, as an individual. Mm -hmm. And music was always implemented into my curriculum. So 
naturally I'm an auditory learner, mm-hmm. which is why I like I really like audiobooks. Okay. By yeah. the way, you can get small doses available on audiobook mm-hmm. wherever you get your audiobooks. Listen, yes. But let's say for again. Yes. <laughs> So, because I don't think I've ever, I'm trying to really think right now. Like, I've met people who homeschool their children, but I don't think I've ever met anybody who's been homeschooled. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you missed out on anything? I used to have FOMO, you know, because I would watch shows like Degrassi and, you know, just seeing the thing. However, it wasn't until I was about 25 and I came across a documentary on Netflix called Bully. Mm-hmm. And it was following uh, a few kids who were currently being bullied. Okay. Some that had been bullied. And then, of course, some parents that had lost their child to suicide because of bullying. Yeah. One of the stories that stuck out to me was this girl. She was black, about maybe 12 or 13, had long box braids. She did gymnastics and track, all that stuff, had all these medals. However, there would be these girls that would bother her. Sounds like side effects of Mean Girls. So, you hear her talk about this continuous uh, terrorism that she's experiencing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, there's a video. One day, she gets on the on the bus, and you know, there's cameras on the bus, and she's sitting in her pew by herself. Right, minding her business. And, of course, you see the girls come and yank on her ponytail. And when I tell you... Mama reached into her book bag and put out her mother's 38 special and held up the bus. And in that moment, (laughs) in that moment, I said, oh, that would have been me. Really? I would have had to, yeah. Because even though me being myself was always okay in the house, it wasn't until I stepped outside that other people let me know that they had an issue with it. And would would take the scenic route to get on over to Gullah Gullah Island to fuck with me. Let's all go to Gala Gala Island. Gala Gala. Binya Binya. Just put your food in your hand. <laughs> yes. Shout out. By the way, they filmed across the hall from us in Nickelodeon when we were shooting My Brother and Me. Gala Gala filmed right now. I have the My way. Brother and Me on DVD. Yeah. Right now. U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Yeah, yeah, you ugly. <laughs> Zero, one, two, three. She sure looks, looks like, like a victim and you phony. Yeah, yeah, you phony. <laughs> yes, I know. Go punch. Okay, for yes. For Yes. And just a random side note, Vanessa, who was on Gullah Gullah Island, the young black girl on Gullah Gullah mm-hmm. Island, she played the one of the starring roles in my really good friend James Bland's web series, Giants. Wow. So, the connections. I love that. Yes. I love it. But yes, so I would... So, you were watching that and it made you feel like you would have been pushed. Yeah. I saw that there were... Because I just... And my mom mom even said it. She said, had I let you go to school, I felt like you might have been in jail. My mom said that about me staying in school for Florida. She was like, if you had gone to college in Florida, you would have been incarcerated. Yeah. And I can just see it just being pushed to that point where it's like, why are you bothering me? And so now I have to, what's the word? Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Mm, right. When I was just over here hopping mind of my own business. Yeah, yeah. But now so, we yeah. in a situation. Now I got to get ugly. And I'm not pretty when I'm ugly. But you didn't get any, you didn't get to go to prom or any of those things. No. Did they have that? I went to a homecoming, but not a prom. I always wanted to go to a prom. I feel like you just need to do a song with a music video where you're at prom. 
that part. <laughs> or just have a prom-themed party. Prom-themed party. And I'm the king and the queen. Okay. I mean, I had never gotten married, so I had a wedding shower for my special in 2019. Oh, <laughs> yes, I had a registry. Wow. I had a registry. My premiere for my for my special, like we had a wedding cake, and it was me married to the mic. <sighs> mm-hmm. I was on the top of the cake. Everybody's so creative. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. Because I got it from uh, Sex in the City when Carrie was like, she had like went to this lady's house and they told her she had to take off her shoes and oh, they took her yes, Manolo's. Yes. And she was like, I want my Manolo's. And she was like, yeah, I mean, I can't do anything for you. She's like, so I done bought you three baby shower gifts, like wedding shower gifts. So if I don't have a baby and I don't have a wedding, like you can't buy me nothing. You know what? I chose a different life. My milestone is I can afford Manolo's. I need you to pay me back. And I was like, you know what? We can make our own milestones. And I love that you've charted your own course. I mean, that's what this whole episode is in terms of daring to be different. Yeah. So you feel like your family, your mom, like your your dad, like your surroundings at home always supported the uniqueness. Yeah. Even when they didn't quite understand. What's something that they didn't understand? <sighs> I wanted to paint my nails one day. How old were you? I was like 15 or 16. Okay. They had a fit. They had a fit. Yeah. Were they having a fit because... Were you out? So here's the thing. I've never had a chance to be, like, to have this conversation and say, I'm this or I'm that. Okay. I've always just been myself. Okay. Now, I've been transparent about what I prefer, but to say I'm one thing never sat right with me because there were things that I hadn't tried. So before I say I don't like that or I'm exclusively this, let me wait until I have that experience to say, okay, this is what it is. Okay. So with your parents though, did they see that as you choosing something? I think it was more so they were, they were worried about the neighbors. And I say the neighbors like what other folks were thinking. Mm. And they just, I don't think they wanted anyone to speak ill, you know. But then it it kind of, it kind of changed, you know. I think, and I did a song about about that on the last project, not Wanderlust, but the self-title called Gratitude. And I talk about how me and my parents have grown collectively as well as individually. And regardless of how difficult things might have gotten in our understanding and hearing one another, there was still never any, I'm throwing you away. Or we're just, you know, my mother used to always tell me it would break her if I ever just ceased communication with her. And I see other kids just ceasing communication with their, their parents because they're not even taking accountability. They're not even listening to them. So I'm just grateful for not only their support, but just them giving me a space to be heard. I mean, we talk about that on, uh, we had another episode, Side Effects of Parents. And like, I was amazed at how many people responded just saying the same thing where they had to cut off their parents because they didn't have a space to be heard or they felt like they were now discovering by being in therapeutic spaces, Mm -hmm. like resentment and trauma that had taken place. And that when they were like trying to bring it to the table, it was like, that's old. We ain't talking about that. We're not handling that. And it made them say, well, then if I got to cut it, then we got the OG Genesis. Yeah. And cut it. Yeah. So that's dope because, you know, I think for a lot of creatives too, it's just like, I'm going to be me regardless. So you should either get on the train or it's going to keep on going. That's literally what my mom said. She said, you've been yourself. You've been you. It was just, we needed to catch up. We needed to get on board. Yeah. You know, this has been your rhythm. 
like you was in the house the whole time. That part, enjoying myself, wearing my triple X t-shirt, you know, just <laughs> huh, with my pink panther and my tambourine, you know. <laughs> like y'all were here. Yes. <laughs> so there's never been a, a time where it was just, I had to, now I will say, <laughs> there was a time where I did tell them that there was a girl that I liked and they were saying, well, damn, we just got used to you liking guys. Now you like girls again. I was like, well, I never not liked. I'm just sharing. <laughs> The journey. The journey. But you know, that's the daring to be different part because I think there is something to be said for being sure enough in yourself to say that I don't have to subscribe to one or the other or the middle, like, if that's not what feels right. Like, if it does feel right to do that, then so be it. But for a lot of folks, there's this, like, idea that you have to have a label for the thing that you are or the thing that you're doing, and without it, it doesn't exist. That's the part for me. That's for other folks to understand, and that sounds like a y'all problem and not me. Like, folks got the label shit so they can comprehend and understand. Okay, you need to find your own melody, okay? Because this is my song over here, ho. (laughs) Do-do-do-do. But <laughs> Okay, shit. That's that's brave though. Bravery comes with with consequences. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So when you said that they didn't want people around to talk, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Cleveland. Bone Thugs grew up on 99th and St. Clair. I grew up on 93rd and St. Clair. Bum, 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 mm. bum, bum. She said, Flex <laughs> and <laughs> Tratasha Cleveland is definitely yeah. in yeah. the house. Okay. Okay. So I. I mean, Cleveland is not known to be like some really progressive. No, not really. But both you and Kid Cudi are from Cleveland and both y'all are definitely like free thinkers and unique. Yeah. Kid Cudi actually grew up in uh, Shaker, which is a suburb of Cleveland. (laughs) I just want to make that clear. And I love, I love, I love Kid. Scott! I just want to say I love. Are you one of these people out here? No, well, see, here's the thing. Claiming the metropolis. Here's the thing. Shaker also borders Cleveland, but another side of Cleveland were like Kinsmen and like 93rd and all that stuff. Like that's that's another rough part. And it really like so it could have been So the proximity. Yeah, it was it was close. But you know, like Chicago folks cannot stand when people are like, I'm from Chicago, and they're like, No, you're not. You have to take a train. Then there was the song with the girl in Atlanta who was like, You ain't from Atlanta, you from Decatur, you from et cetera, et cetera. And don't let New York get started. Oh God, right. When y'all be claiming New York's like you're from Patterson, New Jersey. <laughs> Cut it out. Yeah, no, nah, like when Steve, when you ask Steve Harvey where he's from, he's from 125th in St. Clair. That's Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. Like the Hort. Yeah, that's yeah. All right. 
So you're from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I understand what they're saying, though. At that time, I feel like that may have invited bullying. Mm -hmm. and And I'm already colorful. Right. You know, I'm already just, and I'm really more so a product of my mother and her thespianism. Thespianism. Thespian. Unless you're saying that she's a lesbian thespian. No, no, no. no, no. It's a (laughs) thespian. Yes, that's it. Is that the word? Yeah, it's a P not a B. Okay, gotcha. You know, all these words made up child hell shit. This is true. So, uh, but yeah, so I was more of a, a reflection of 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 her and her personality. So it was very big and dramatic. And, you know, I want to dance and I want to sing and I want to make up this, you know, all this. So, but then as I got older, I also wanted to spend more time with my dad, you know. Mm. So that's when he took me on the road with him when I was 16. And I was a production assistant for Earth, Wind & Fire for their summer tour. So I came out the gate with greatness. What? Yeah. I was a production assistant for Earth, Wind & Fire. And I also... But also, what was the reason? <laughs> so so here's the thing. Backstory. My dad has been an audio engineer for over 30 years. He actually just Shout retired. out to the audio engineers. My man is an audio engineer. Yes, Shout yes. out to the audio engineers. Shout sound out to you, Brendan. Sound. Shout out to you, Brendan. Yeah. He had done sound for, shoot, the Spice Girls. You got Nelly and the St. Lunatics. Cash Money, Millionaires. This is a very... It's a very varied... Assortment of folks. <laughs> yeah. Jill Scott's first tour, Whitney's last tour, Bob the Builder. I mean... I thought you were going to say Bobby Brown. Yeah, no. Nah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, but another B, uh, Barry Manilow. Yeah. Puts on an excellent show, oh, by the way. Oh, Mandy. Yeah. I had no... It looks too. like we made it. I had no <laughs> idea I knew that many songs. I just never knew who it was. I even saw... Um, was it ASAP Rocky? He puts on a good show live too. He had like a floating car and a, all that kind ASAP of stuff. ASAP Rocky? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can name an ASAP Rocky song. Me either, but the show was amazing. I I didn't know what 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 the songs was, but I just knew I was engaged. We love know? it. We love a show that gathers the senses. Yes, absolutely. So being around that, it's. Once we were at the tail end of of that tour that I did that summer, he asked me, is this what you would like to do? And I said, I I think I would like to try this. Did you know you could sing at this point? Oh, yeah. How early did you know you could sing? I'd always been singing. Yeah, but but how early did you know you could sing? Like, I had been singing a long time before I learned how to sing. Okay, okay. Or did you always know? No, no, no. It's I mean, I just, I've always known that I could sing, but... As far as a moment that I can rem- that I can recall where there was an audience that was a response, it was when I was singing in church, and I do believe I was singing. I believe I can fly. Listen, these are the frustrating parts of our lives. You know, the other day I wanted to sing Gotham City. I couldn't. I had to stop. I literally went. God, I can't. Yeah, I think I might have been eleven. That tracks. At the yeah. end of the day, he's a terrible person. But the music. But there were times when everyone was singing, I believe I can fly. Especially, especially in church. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I just heard the modulation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And also, I believe I can fly and you are not alone at the same song. You are not alone. Yeah. I believe I can fly. Matter of fact, I just started DJing, so I'm going to splice those and just put Michael Jackson over or whichever one or yeah I'm gonna figure out which well they have all these cool programs now where you can like lift vocals oh yeah I know in Serato I've been learning I've been DJing (laughs) I've been DJing yes yes I'm so excited I cannot wait to debut I've been practicing well you see the turntables right there 
Well, see, I need uh like I don't have the actual uh <laughs> I got the Serato, okay? Like that's you, you're doing the your CDJs, like the CD, like you have a, a controller. Yeah, the controller. All right. Yeah. Listen, at this point, baby I mean, steps. Baby steps. No, it's not even baby steps. I mean, it's just a new day. Yeah. It's a new day. Listen, I was DJing when we had to carry records. Ooh. Like crates. Ooh. It was a time. I a terrible you, time. I bet you in some of them places they didn't even have no elevators, Lord. No, they Up did the not. Stairs. My apartment didn't have any elevators. That's when I realized this isn't for you. <laughs> you don't got the manpower to do it. <sighs> so you're in Cleveland. You're yeah. singing. You go on tour with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Your father says, is this what you want to do? You say yes. Now what? I come home from that tour. I turned 17. This was also the year that Rihanna came out, which is that's how I know how long I've been on the road. Pony Replay came out the, the year we had a show. <laughs> and I said, who is this? I need this in my life. Okay, everybody get down. <laughs> if you, that was my shit. I came home. I got with one of my brothers from the neighborhood, Edward. <laughs> he introduced me to Fruity Loops. This was Fruity Loops 6. Mm-hmm. That was where I recorded some demos. And I posted them on MySpace. We love a MySpace reference. Top eight. Yeah. Top eight. Come on now. (laughs) Why you take me off your top eight? Exactly. Is everything all right? I mean, I learned how to code for MySpace. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started just making copies of the, the demo that I did. And I would pass it out and just say, hey, let me know what you think of this. And then this was maybe in 2006. And then maybe a year later is when I posted my first video on YouTube, December of t- 2007. So in this process of you singing, like, did you always from jump say, I'm going to be genre non-defining, like with the music? Or was there like a path to that because I feel like for most people when they start they start based on what they already know so it's like okay well I'm amongst you know soul music and R&B so I'm R&B you know Mm -hmm. or or did you already from Jump Street be like I'm just doing whatever comes naturally so I've been exposed to a lot of different music Uh, of course gospel and jazz being the foundation because my music was very filtered it wasn't listening to anything. Okay. Sherilyn wasn't having that. Uh, she just wasn't. And actually, Badu was my first secular album that I um, that I asked. Well, actually, her herb guy told her that it would be cool for me to listen to. <laughs> this is like, yeah, natural herbs, you know, the St. John's wort and ginkgo and all that stuff like that, colloidal silver and chlorophyll, <laughs> that shit, yes, herb guy. And then from there, but also... I don't know if you remember this compilation project that came out in the late 90s called Pure Moods. I believe so, There was yes. an infomercial where uh, they were playing Pure like Enigma Moods. and Enya. Sail away, sail away, sail away. And Deep Forest and all this other kind of like, you know, world yes. uh, music. And so I, I asked my mom if I can get that. She let me get that. So there was that. Then my other from another mother, they're non-binary now. I call them they Sean instead of Deshaun. Hilarious. Yes. I love that for them. <laughs> and I was introduced to, you know, Brandy and 702 and Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good stuff. You know, the good stuff. And then, you know, it just, but also I got into Madonna and I got into, you know, a little bit of Lenny Kravitz, some uh, Alanis Morissette. Some, Ooh, we love Some, some Jewel, some Joan Osborne, you know, uh, just, I mean, 
all of it. House music. Uh oh god. Uh oh be my, um uh, la da 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 that shit. That's my shit. Be my love. Like mm. all of that. So it's a lot of things that I've been exposed to. So it's not just one genre, even though I might be fluent in it. Right. You know, but But I'm when also, you started, you yeah. had just come off tour and Earth Wind and Fire is not a lot of things. Like they are soul music mm-hmm. so when you come off that tour and your father's like okay do you want to do this now you're working on your stuff mm-hmm. what was the original like envisioning that you had for your music i called it freestyle soul so that's what i mean like that's yeah. already off yeah. top it was, it was like freestyle, it's different yeah. yeah and so now it's just whatever you want it to be like but it's also just i'm a performance artist i like to consider myself that because it's i also come from a theater background so doing stuff in in chorus and learning how to be in an ensemble and then also, you know, working the stage when it's your time to do your lead or your your lines, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a it's a lot of things that I've been able to implement into this art. So I also but I, I do wanna say that a lot of the things I'm just now being able to I guess get the resources and the musicianship to be able to compose quality type shit Mm. that is going to age well, that is going to represent the well-roundedness of my musicality. Well, you know, you said earlier that being brave does have its consequences. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, for some people, they might think when you say that, that you mean more so just like the violence of it, the bullying of it, the isolation of it. But there's also the consequences of the innovation is something that's fearful for a lot of people. Like they don't necessarily have the, the will to like go into no man's land and craft something from nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it leaves you kind of like scratching for people that are, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. that takes a longer time. There's a consequence to the fact that when you are charting a new course, you're not going to necessarily have as many people at your disposal off top. Yeah. Or, the consequence of trying to do everything by yourself. And is that by choice in the beginning? Um, because it's like, so, no, but no, you, I, you guys can't see what I see. Yeah, is it yeah. That kind of thing? No, no, no. I think it was only creatively. It was just the the me recording my music. I would get I would get tracks sent in. I I got my you know my dad got me my setup, so I got my hookup in my room. So I'm just I can record whenever I want to. So there wasn't a lot of people that at that time that I was saying, hey, come over and let's do something together. You know, I was so focused on my story and getting things out because it was it was personal. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, it's deep. It is. But now I'm seeing the beauty in working with people and stepping into these other worlds and seeing what I can bring and then also what I can learn as well. Do you feel like you wish you had done that earlier? Or do you feel like there's a certain like process that led you to this? It's a process. However, I feel like there could have been things that I could have learned a little bit earlier on had I been just more open to just invite, even if it's just one person, you know, Mm -hmm. just to have something to bounce off of, you know, because I would be laying stuff down and it would feel good to me, but it wouldn't catch on like other things that I would hear. And I'm like, damn, why isn't mine jamming like this? Like, I love it because it's mine, but why isn't it so... Once I was able to just have someone come in and it's really, it's about who it is, what they saying, how they saying it, you know, because 
the same thing could have been said to me. However, because of how it was delivered, yes. I took it like, why are you trying to, why, why are you cussing at me? You right, know? right, right, right. Like I'm an so, artist. I'm sensitive about my shit. So when I think if another artist can come to, coming from another artist that understands mm -hmm. and knows where you are and how to communicate, then that's, that'll go smooth, a little smoother. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So how did you originally pursue, like, I know you said you were putting out stuff, like, on MySpace, but did you have goals of, like, I'm going to get a record deal? So because my dad has been working in the music business and having the connections that he does, it's been very, cause I'm still independent. Yeah, I know. And I've been keeping my eyes peeled for something that makes sense mm -hmm. for me being a middleman, you know? And okay. And what I mean by that is I'm not someone who lives in the middle of nowhere with, you know, that has a great voice and a guitar and they see that, you know, American Idol is coming in town and this is, they might be their big break or something like right. that. Nor am I someone that has a following like Justin Bieber. You know, I'm in the middle because I've been doing this groundwork. So for yeah. me to sign certain deals, I would have to give up certain things. Yes. Like what's the kind of things you'd have to give up? I genuinely don't know. And that's the thing. I'm pretty sure there are things that I can't even think of off top that would I would probably have to compromise. I mean, I think people's biggest thing that they fear, especially on an episode called Daring to be Different, is the fear of having to give up creative control. Like now you're having to answer to more people mm -hmm. and get approval. Yeah. Which in certain cases, I still do to an extent because I've, you know, I now have a a, a team that is looking out for me in different capacities. What made you decide to get a team? Well, we just needed it. It was just me and me and my dad and my mom for real. Mm -hmm. And then we would have, you know, people in our village, as Issa said, reaching to the side of you, you know. So it was a lot of friends and homies and, you know, for the love and all that stuff. So now that we're getting more traction and me being consistent with putting content out there, mm -hmm. now I'm able to get the aid that I need so that I don't have to be everything everywhere all at once, <laughs> all the time. Everything everywhere mm -hmm. all at once. And not getting everything, everybody. And not getting Oscars for it. Okay. Okay. Because that's the thing. I think the independent allure is that, is, you know, I don't have an answer to nobody. The same way that, like, being unique has an allure, but there's also these other things that have to be built up around it to support it. You know, that was a big lesson for me, realizing yeah. that I needed to create a headquarters for my vision. Yeah. In order to stop seeking outside 
approval, support, and even affirming for my vision. Because yeah. I think for for like unique folks, I mean, you tell me, like, has it ever felt like you're on your own island? Mm. Okay. I feel the position that I'm in right now, let's say I live in Mid-City. Mm-hmm. And that's where my career is. And the industry itself is downtown. Yeah. I'm on the outskirts of it. I know people there. I even have access to certain parts of it, but I don't live there. Yeah. And I think the the older that I've been getting and the more work I've been putting in and seeing the just the fruits of my labor, mm-hmm. I'm starting to see, okay, maybe I did make the right decision thus far. And this is coming from friends that are signed to people that are working behind the, the scenes. They said, no, it, at least right now, you're good at being independent. You're you're like the 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 team and the support that I have is we're effective in a way that as Mel says, it's the church of make it enough. <laughs> you know, so and I and I'm grateful as well. And I'm and I'm happy being able to work with people that I genuinely care about and I trust that they have my back and they've shown that right. they've had my back. So that makes it all worthwhile. That's why the Tiny Desk performance was so just, just collapsing when I walked into the office because I'm, he- I'm here. <laughs> I am here because I was consistent. So that's that's the thing that I think a lot of people can't figure out how to be. You know, that to me is the difference between like, you know, your spirit being someone that just moves differently and your character, your mask. You know, when you say you're a performance artist, like I know that's what that's the name that you have given for what you do. For me, it's like I don't even I don't see you as that because I feel like you are not putting on. You know, like there's folks that like they have like this is what I put on when I perform. And then when I'm not like I'm just a regular you know, regular degler or like, you know, and it's not even a diss. It's just like, yeah, that's no, no, how no. they that's live, is, yeah. right? Whereas like, I've always gathered from you that like, you're existing in you wherever you are. And like on stage may be like a heightened version because yeah. there's a camera and there's lights and there's an audience, but it's not a mask that you put on for the stage, right? Yeah. And so that's where I feel like people have a hard time being consistent because especially in this world now where like there's so much blurred between am I on stage or am I not? Well, now I'm on social media. Is this is this stage or is this Ooh. not the stage? Like, am I I'm in an interview? Is this the stage right now? Or am I like I don't I just think like if Prince were Prince in this era, I don't know how he would have still been Prince. Cause so much of him was like the the mystery. The mystique. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so when you talk about the consistency, it's not just to me like I consistently put out music, I consistently grew. It's that you were consistently you. Like I know like a lot of people talk about, and when I say a lot of people, I mean Jeremiah. Jeremiah, like the Bible, talks about, you know, the internets were really on Chloe's head. They're so mean to her. So mean. (laughs) And she's a cancer. Like we can't even take that. She's actually doing a great job of taking it. Oh my God, I'm a Brussels sprout, so I completely understand. What is, what is a Brussels sprout? I, I was just naming something irrelevant. That's just, you know, oh, I, I, oh. You see the shade that just came through? <laughs> That's fine, because they don't understand. Ah, ah, ah. 
But cancers, we do understand. <laughs> we do understand that we are ruled by the tides. So you know what? There's a wall right here. But I'm going to talk to y'all cancers real quick. We are a sensitive being. We are also psychic. We are also loyal. So we get it. We understand. So with Chloe, I understand why she's like taking the heat, but like <laughs> smiling through it. But I know she's crying because that's what we do. We cry. We cry. I don't know what y'all Brussels sprouts do. But as cancers, <laughs> sick like cancer, we cry. But there's been like this whole conversation around, well, maybe people aren't attaching to your music because the music itself is not consistent. Like it has like a, it doesn't have a through line. And then that through line also doesn't extend to like your personality in the social media space or in the, you know, and it's like as an artist, I just feel like that's a lot more to contend with than you may have had to contend with when you decided to do this at 15. Yeah, no, I'm triggered. <laughs> Oof. Just the the constant discovery and reworking and going back in and figure out what recipe is going to work because we want to feel good about the art that we put out. However, we do want it to connect as well. So it's that fine line, that balance. I found it after nine projects. I put out nine projects and the ninth one stuck. That was the one. And which one was that? That was the self-titled. It's interesting that it was the self-titled, and it's also interesting that it took you nine projects, projects to Talking do about a self- some third time's a charm? <laughs> no, babes. But, like, most people, like, their self-titled album is, like, the second one. It's, it's usually the first three. I self-titled mine because uh, of Aaliyah. And I remember she was talking about how the self-titled is her coming into her own and, and really figuring out who she is and, and trying new things and, and being more sensual and being more soft, but still edgy. And I was like, oh, I like that. And I feel like this, the self-title was a, a good, again, well-rounded representation of where I am in the reins that I have on my voice the production that I'm using, we're using live instruments, we're using, you know, sax, we're, you know, bass, we got mm-hmm. Catronata, we got Ari Lennox, you know, we're just, yeah. Flex. That was a quick little, ooh. yeah, quick little. Yeah, but but again, my ninth noodle, where it's like, every, even Badu had to post about it. And she's like, my favorite singer posted this blah, 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 blah. And then she gave the whole rundown of... Did you ever sing with Badu? Yeah, I still sing with her. But you sang backup for Badu, yeah? Yeah, I still sing with her. Okay, no. I, but you said it like we all knew that. But I, I, oh, yeah. I was like... <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wait, bet. no. I've been, I've been singing background for Badu since I was 22. And I've been juggling my stuff and hers. So how did you get from being allowed to listen to a Badu album okay. to then singing background for Badu? So what had happened was I was doing covers on YouTube back in the day. That's actually how me and Ari met as well. And I didn't know that she was as present online as she was. And That is how we met. Yeah. We met online. She saw me and Jay Electronica talking online. And then she hit me and was like, Badu. I love that. Badu. I did not at the time. Because <laughs> it felt very like, I see you talking to my man. I was like, I am absolutely only speaking to this person oh, in a hip hop context. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Jay Electronica. Noica. That Noica. 
There was no, like, literally, th- that's my dog. He be rapping. I be rapping. I'm screaming. <laughs> uh, but she was very yeah. present. Yeah, she was. And I did my covers on YouTube. She saw them. And I also put out a project that was dedicated to her called Eight, the Stepson of Erica Badu. And so she- Seven. I, yes. Got mm-hmm, it. Yes. You know, the, you know the scripture. Yeah. And she saw that. Blew up my Twitter, reposted the link, all that. And then the following year, January of 2011, tweeted, hey, I'm looking for Duran Bernard. Can I just take a moment to acknowledge, though, that like so many of us are in our heads with a plan right now and we're not doing it because we think, well, there isn't a big um, studio attached or there isn't a big like record label attached or I don't have some level of something that makes me feel like this is valid. And honestly, sometimes you just need to do it and let people know that it's done and put it out there. Let me tell you, I recorded that compilation EP dedicated to her on my MacBook using Apple headphones. And she said it was, and I quote, phenomenal. And there was a space in between every letter. <laughs> phenomenal. Exclamation point. So, and she and, and 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 to just go back to her saying she was looking for me. Thing was, she hit me up. She said, I want you to be in my band because I love what you do. I want you, to, and I've been able to travel the world with one of my favorite people and do what I love. And I've been juggling both my my stuff is now really picking up okay so that's dope she loves that what do you feel like is the driving momentum behind your stuff really picking up now it's people actually seeing me like seeing me perform ah it's one thing for me to do all that on my couch yeah it's another thing to see a production mm-hmm. and to bring character you know because I like dressing, well, I like dressing up on stage because it gives my inner child an opportunity to play. Okay. The audience. So are, when you say you dress up, like, give me some ideas. On this past tour, I opened up in Oakland with the mask. Okay. The yellow suit. I did Freddy Queerger. Got I, it. When I tell you I was playing with that, baby, it was a good, it was a good claw, too. <laughs> I was Carmen Randiego. Oh, yes. Where in the world in the is world. Garmin Rondiego? And I also did Leroy from Fame. And I did Freddie Mercury the Third. Yes. And, oh, 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 oh. And uh, also Beetlejuice and Popeye. Rest in peace to Harry Belafonte. Beetlejuice mm. reference. Deo, Miso Deo. Shake, 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 Sonora. Shake your body right. <laughs> work, 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 Sonora. Work your body line. Mm. So you are basically giving us an entire theatrical experience. Here's a question for you. Considering the laws that are being passed in some states, Mm -hmm. do you now feel like you cannot bring that show to those states? Uh, Like Tennessee, like Florida with these drag laws where they are like deciding that if you are wearing makeup or if you are dressed in a certain way that it is not considered just a music show anymore? You know, I hadn't really thought about that until (laughs) right now. So we gonna find out. (laughs) 
Because I just think, you know, when you are a performer who has no boundaries and no limitations, like you're not thinking in the way that they do, which is by being bound by the limitations of their own ignorance and their fear. So, you know, we're in a time now where as creatives, like we have to actually be like mindful in ways that we never were Mm -hmm. or never had to in our own lifetimes because it's now like legislative the way that they're pressing these things. And so, you know, as you're naming I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Carmen San Diego is a woman. So now if he's dressed like Carmen San Diego, is this considered drag? Like what are we really And really all I had on was the red hat and a and a and a jacket. And a blazer. Know? Yeah. That's literally it. So it's not I haven't I haven't gone full full on as far as like, you know, because I still wanna 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 try it though. I feel like there's a yeah, because somebody somebody said I should I should try drag and I would I would like to try it. Is there like a character? Or someone that you would want to impersonate if you were going to go in drag? I always felt like my inner drag queen is Jade Vaughn. And it's a derivative of the character Jade from Mortal Kombat. So somewhere along there. I haven't brought her to life, though. So... (laughs) What it right? What it is? When you see this gone, I might just go ahead and just <laughs> like mail get me together. More to come. Actually, you can listen to one of our old school episodes. Side effects of I think we did side effects of makeup mm-hmm. or side effects of glam. I believe with Duran Bernard's creative director, Miss Melanesia Hunter. Yes, aka Hippie Chick Lifestyle. Okay. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So tell me about Tiny Desk. You mentioned it, but you didn't just go and do Tiny Desk. Okay, like some people just go and do Tiny Desk. You know what I see? Like Trina got dressed and went and did Tiny Desk, okay? You know, I mean, damn, uh... Your man, Ross, he didn't even leave the house. He did Tiny Desk in the house because it was COVID. But you went and did Tiny Desk and you gave us the epitome of different. Please tell us what made you decide to perform Tiny Desk the way you did and how you performed Tiny Desk. Yes. So by the time I got to Tiny Desk, I was already three weeks into my tour. Okay. And I was also in the middle of five... consecutive shows. Oof. So, and Tiny Desk being the sixth one that was lodged right in the middle. So, after I had done three shows, Howard Theater, selling out. I love you, DC. DC uh, is a market, baby. Man, that was the that was the largest venue of, of, of the tour. So, and then right after that show, that next afternoon at two o'clock, I'm doing Tiny Desk. Okay. So... <sighs> Pretty much Tiny Desk, my Tiny Desk, was a compact version of my show. Got it. With some alterations here and there. 
and making sure that if I'm going to be on this platform, I'm going to li- literally, as I said, leave it all mm-hmm. on the desk. Matter of fact, the desk is mine now. I don't know if y'all saw uh, after my episode, in the next episode, you see my name plaque right on the, <laughs> on, on, on the bottom right there. Yes, right there. They just keep my seat warm until I, I get back. But yes. And you could tell I was, because I'm hungry. Yes. There are times where I do not eat before I perform because I know whatever's going to be on that stage, I'm going to eat it up. <laughs> and I'm going to be full. Absolutely. Yes. So I was just really grateful to be there. I was also, my nerves were everywhere. This was the first time I've been nervous in about 12 years. Really? Yeah. The last time I was nervous was when was my my first gig with Badu, and that was Coachella. The your first? Yes. That was my, as she called it, my audition. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there were a couple of things that I would have liked to do within that just to play off of the character. Well, let's also let people know, like Oh yeah. So I dressed up as Uncle Bobby. As well as everybody else. Sticky was on keys. The Gross Sisters were the the guitars and drums. And then on backgrounds, we had Zoe on soprano. We had La Cienega on tenor. And we have Felix's, who is La Cienega's father, on uh, alto. And then uh, Chelsea was the Sunset Boulevardes. Uh, our tour manager was Trudy. Mel was Penny. Hilarious. We had the videographer be Sugar Papa. And then our audio guy, he was Magic Johnson. So this is the entire Proud <laughs> the entire, family the only one pulling that, up to Tiny yes, Desk. Yes, What made you decide to do that? That was really, I was going to do Popeye at first. However, Mel suggested Proud Family is going to be more iconic. Also because they just rebooted it. Yeah. And make it black. And make it black. When I tell you, I'm so glad. This is why I'm, this is why I'm telling you, like, having a team that yes. really has your back and understands the vision. Like, Mel, oh, I just love her. We do. We love you, Mel. We love you, Mel. But yeah, that was that was one of the best decisions that we could have ever. And I had so much fun just playing dress you could up. Tell. Just have we're having fun and we're locked in. Also, real quick, the background singers they were not on tour with me. I just brought them in just for that that particular show. We only had one rehearsal. Okay, because y'all was singing down one. But it's because and I just charged this to they they sang on my very first tour back in 2016. Back when we had to drive ourselves to the cities. Yes. Using my own Sky Miles. <laughs> Mom and dad driving down from Cleveland to Atlanta for the last show and then driving back up to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first day we were there. Real. Yeah. So I, I was like, I, I could not do this without them. And I knew, like, just because we're singer singers. Yep. Yes, you are. We're listening to one another. We're, we're talking about nuances. Oh, do we, don't you get stuck? Like, no, we got to stop right there. And then on the, like, it's all of that. Mm-hmm. So when you're a singer, singer, then we, it's, it's, it's so easy. It's intuitive. Yeah. Well, you know, we know that you are a singer, singer. We also know that you are growing and expanding. And we know that also by how many people had questions for you. Oh. Yes. So it is time we get into the DMT portion of this episode of Small Doses, Side Effects of Daring to be Different. Now, y'all know we can't get you everything out here. So if you want to join us to find out Duran's answers to questions like, how do you deal with others projecting their insecurities on you? 
How were you able to find community in the industry being your authentic self? Has the Black music space embraced you as someone whose art isn't like everyone else? These are very, very full, robust questions. Okay. 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 (laughs) Listen, small doses listeners, they know what it is. So if you would like to get the answers to these questions and more, you know what to do. Go over to Patreon and check us out in the Amandaverse. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be right back here. I've really been wanting to come to one of your shows, by the way. It seems like I'm always out of town when you have a set. I really want to come. I re- well, you know, Duran, you sang, lift every voice and sang for us when we were doing Smart Bunny and Black in the Crib because the pandemic had us inside, Baby. indoors. Okay. And I would love for you to come to a show, too. I mean, the thing about Smart Bunny and Black is, like, it's also on its own journey. Like, I really want to figure out a way to do it for free. Mm-hmm. for people and still be able to pay my band and, you know, give me a little something and and also like pay for the venue. But my goal with Smart Funny and Black is like, how do I find a way to just do this for people? Like the stand up, like other things can be where the money comes. But I, I, I feel like Smart Funny and Black in the energy of what you're talking about in terms of making the music and the space where the music is a therapeutic space, a loving space, a community space. Like that's what Smart Funny and Black at its core needs to be for Black folks. And again, anybody can come. Yes. But understand that this ain't about you. This mm-hmm. is about us. Yeah. And how we sustain in the midst of all the madness and how we rejuvenate and how this can be a revitalization space. Like that's what I want Smart Funny and Black to be for people. Yeah. And it already is. But I just want more people to have access to it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if it's free, it can actually get to the people who have the less resources mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. You know, I can pay for therapy. A lot of people can't. And sometimes just going to a space where you're going to get great music and good folks is going to be that. And it sounds like that's what your shows are. They you are. know, the footage that I've seen, the energy that I've seen, it feels like a Duran Bernard show is going to leave you sweaty and full. Also, too, I want to shout out to all of my introverts and people that have social anxiety that stepped outside of their comfort zone yes. and came to my show and had an amazing time. That's dope. That right there, when people will tell me, you know, I have social anxiety. I really, I don't do big crowds, but I had to come and see you. And I really uh, thoroughly enjoy myself. Like that is so heartwarming. Yeah. Just. <laughs> uh, we love it. Yeah. And we love you. Like, I really am so glad that we got you here at Small Doses. Like, when we were talking about, we were like, okay, we need to get some music folks in the mix. But we were like, we need to get folks that are carving their own way and that are charting a course and that are really authentically connected to their base, their family. Yeah. And that is you, sir. Thank you. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Socks on my on my on my site, by the way. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just yes. A little bit. Sell the merch, baby. Sell the merch. Yes. Listen, I love me a tube sock. It's all the way up here. <laughs> the last dose. Well, what do we tell the people who are daring, who are afraid to dare to be different? Do you have anything to give them? First and foremost, if your ideas and your dreams are not scaring you, they're not big enough. And this is an old proverb. They're not, they're not big enough. Mm. And you're going to have to venture into some spaces that might feel a little bit lonely. But as long as you, even if you got one person that got your back, 
if you just got one. Oh, no. Then you do with that one. Trust me. Venture on. You know, so it's important. And also, it is important to not always have to try to do things yourself if you don't have to. Yeah, the DIY doesn't have to be the bottom line. Yeah. It yeah. drains you. It does. It does. So reach out. Reach to your community. Because at least for me, there are a lot of us that do have people that are waiting to be able to help us in whatever capacity that is. We all have different capacities in which that we can show up for each other. Yeah. You know? So even if that's, damn, bitch, I'm trying to, I got to move. Well, you know, I ain't picking nothing up, but listen, here's, here's $2,000 <laughs> for the whatever, da, 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 and you get them to move it. You know? Right, like, right, right. You got to know your, your, your capacities. Well, Duran, we wish you the best on the continued journey of growth. Yes, thank you. Not just internally, but externally. You know, just seeing folks expand with their careers. And I, there's so many people that I feel like I met on the ground level. Like, I mean... I was interviewing Kendrick like when he just had a mixtape and now he has a Pulitzer, you know? So That's I crazy. feel like we're we're doing that now with small doses in this uh, new phase of my creative space. And I feel like we're doing that with you. And I cannot wait to be able to say, well, you know, we had Duran way back on his ninth album. Uh <laughs> and also, I'm very proud of you. Me? I am. Why? Just you being yourself. Also from being in the industry as long as you have and you still look good, <laughs> like you getting your rest, like you drinking your water. I can't let them stress me. You know, you cannot. I just thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your voice. Appreciate thank you for you. your perspective. Thank you for standing in, in the gap. You know? Ten toes down. And I'm not going to call you a strong black woman. Just thank you, black woman. I appreciate you. You can be strong you. when you want to. Yes. <laughs> 